This is Just Life on Radio Maria. Today on our programme, we have Father Wayne. He is parish priest at Our Lady of Walsingham in Corby, and he is also a guardian of the relic shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Thank you, Father Wayne, for coming onto the programme. Absolute pleasure. It's great to be here. Father, kind of you to me. Oh, no, no, no. The pleasure is all of ours. Today is the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Radio Maria is a fan of any feast day of Our Lady. And I think there's a lot. Well, I know there is a large following and devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe here in this country from people that have immigrated here, from people that have just been so moved by the image and by the story of Juan Diego. But no one wants to hear me tell it. So Father Wayne... Could you tell us a bit about Our Lady of Guadalupe? I, I'd gladly do so. I perhaps should mention that actually it's my colleague, Father Christopher, who's the parish priest. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Father Christopher. So I, 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 <laughs> he, he won't mind. Um, <laughs> he won't mind. There you go. But, uh, the other thing to say really is that I wouldn't claim to be an expert on Our Lady of Guadalupe, but my own experience of seeing people's faith and that faith poured out in prayer in front of the relic image of a lady of Guadalupe has always impressed me. Um, and it's an interesting story how I became a guardian because I went to uh, two parishes in Bedford, St. Philip St. James and the Holy Cross. And not long afterwards, we had the relic image come to our church. And so there was lots of um, organization, people creating flowers. Someone even painted, wrote a new icon of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is beautiful. Um, and at the very end, um, I was made a guardian of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, it, it was came as a huge surprise because they hadn't forewarned me, um, but it was a great honour, a huge honour. Um, so I was presented with my guardian medal, and that really began my sort of involvement with the guardians in a very small way. There's a very, very dedicated group of guardians who work enormously hard and, and give of themselves and, and exhaust themselves, I would say, uh, in, in taking the relic image around, in hosting uh, pilgrimages, the shrine in Bedford. So it's an extraordinary thing to be part of, and, I, and I'm a very small part of it. But what impresses me is um, the, the, the how Our Lady of Guadalupe moves people. So I know from when I've handed the image over to other parishes, where Our Lady's been for the weekend, or in my own parish, or indeed at the shrine in Bedford, People are inquisitive, people want to know more. Uh, but then you see people who are just drawn to the image and the, the, the devotion of people to stand before this relic image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And instinctively, they, they want to touch the image. They want to lay flowers before the image. And that's and, and there's a huge sadness when that image has gone to other parishes and then we have to take her away. People feel bereft. And they refer to the image as Our Lady. Our Lady has visited us. Our Lady has graced us with her presence. So I think it's really tying very strongly with what St. John Paul II said, that the shrine at Guadalupe in Mexico would be the place from which people would know the light of Christ. And these relic images, so there's 220 relic images that were created by St. John Paul II, they were attached to the original image, 
they were endowed with all the graces and blessings which flow from the original image and that they were given to countries across the world and we're very blessed in the Diocese of Northampton to have the relic image uh, for England. Um, and so I do genuinely believe that in the same way that hundreds of thousands of people go to Mexico, go to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, so Our Lady of Guadalupe in this relic image draws people to her. Um, as I mentioned already, just to see people kneeling before the image, touching the image, or pressing prayer cards against the image, or pressing their rosary beads against the image, or it's just standing there, sort of captivated by the image. It's something quite extraordinary. Oh, oh, could you, could you, for anybody that's listening, could you, that might not go, Guadalupe is in Mexico. Mary visited Mexico. Could you you tell us the story? It's a lovely story. It is. And and, and as St. John Paul II said, as miraculous as the visit of Our Lady of Guadalupe to Mexico is an extraordinary thing, but also the example of Juan Diego, his humility. And um, I, was, I was preaching recently the example of Juan Diego, that whilst there's this extraordinary moment of him meeting Our Lady, his life beforehand and his life afterwards was characterised by humility, was characterised by being who God wanted him to be. So Juan Diego uh, is walking to Mass and he encounters the vision of, of a lady uh, and he's naturally sort of struck by this light. Um, and Our Lady requests, she speaks to him, Our Lady requests of Juan Diego, that he go to the bishop and request the bishop build a church where she has appeared. And naturally, the bishop's going to be a little suspicious. And, and, you know, if someone went to Bishop David and was to say today, Bishop David, um, I've seen Our Lady and she wants a church in Aylesbury or wherever, I'm sure the bishop would be very welcoming and warm and hospitable, but would treat it with a little, a little sort of doubt. And that happens to Juan Diego. He he gets to see the bishop eventually, and the bishop wants proof. So Juan Diego go back, goes back to Our Lady, to this vision of this woman, and uh, she, she asks him to gather roses. And it later proves that these are Castilian roses, let, let alone it's December, when roses aren't growing, and uh, these roses... What are Castilian roses? It's a, it's, a, it's a particular sort of um, rose from, it's, I think it's a Spanish orange, Castilian. So um, not in Mexico? They're not supposed to be not, in Mexico? So they're certainly not from Mexico, oh. absolutely not. Absolutely oh. not. Certainly wouldn't be growing in December. But Juan Diego makes the climb. He, he collects up these roses. Our Lady instructs him to go to the bishop and to present the roses to the bishop. And he gathers them up in his cloak, this tilma. And uh, it's made of Mexican agave. So it lasts, should last, about 20 years at most. It just, it degrades. But Juan Diego goes to the bishop and says, uh, you asked for proof, here is the proof. And, and he expects the proof to be the roses themselves. And Juan Diego opens his cloak and the bishop is just struck by the fact that not only are these roses cascading to the floor, but on his tilma, on his cloak, is the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So in a sense, there's two miracles. There's the first of these roses appearing in December, and in the hymn we sing, sing of that a lot. Um, 
but also the fact that Our Lady's imprinted herself on on this on his tilma, his cloak, and that's what people go to see in Mexico. And five hundred years later, this cheap cactus fiber is still there. It should have degraded. Mm. And certainly from the very beginning, the image was outside. People came touching it. Um, people were lighting candles before it. People were, uh, priests were using incense before it. So it should have degraded. Um, but it's still there. 500 years later, it survived an attack by a bomb. It has oh. had... Uh, absolutely, that's an extraordinary story too. Which is I've not um, heard that one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, think it, I think I'm right in saying a, a communist brought roses to Our Lady, and within the, these roses are brought flowers. Within these flowers uh, was a bomb, and the bomb went off. It, it smashed the altar. It completely this enormous cross crucifix was completely twisted. But the glass in front of the relic image. The, the miraculous image remained intact. And, and only yesterday I heard a beautiful story. It's rather romantic, but if you remember this huge bronze crucifix that's being twisted and battered, and this priest said that um, our Lord was protecting his mother as she had protected him as a child. And it, it's, it's, it's romantic. But it's, I it's love really, that father way. It's beautiful. So there's all these sort of, there's the, the sheer fact that our Blessed Mother appeared in Guadalupe at all. The fact that these roses appeared, that Juan Diego was able to give to the bishop this imprint of our Blessed Mother on his tilma, this cloak. And 500 years later, it still baffles scientists. How is this fabric still in existence? Everything else is degraded. And there's people know more of this than I do, but the sheer fact that the, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe sort of hovers over the fabric. And atheist scientists and others can't explain, can't explain the pigment. Can't, where has this come from? How has this been done? Um, the extraordinary fact that in the eyes of Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, there are tiny, tiny images. No one could have painted these images of Our Lady looking at a group of people. And, and in a sense, that's the mirror of the, Mary's mother of the whole world. The alignment of the stars corresponds with the exact day in which she appeared. On so it's, it's, a miracu it's miraculous in a sense that it survived, but also the imagery. We look at it now with awe and wonder, and that's true of the day, but also the Aztec people would have looked at this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe and would have seen things that they recognized and they understood. Like what? Like and what? Well, the, the, the very fact that this band around her waist, she's standing on the moon, et cetera, et cetera, um, surrounded by the stars, the, 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 the color, the clothes, it's all pointing to the fact that for the Aztec people, that this was someone who had an extraordinary role. So we looked at it today absolutely with awe and wonder, the alignment of the stars, the exact day a lady appeared, this, how on earth, you know, scientists can't explain how this image appeared. We, obviously, we believe it's a miracle. It's Our Lady has given us this. Um, it's an extraordinary thing. And I think that's why the, the, the mystery around it perhaps draws people to Mexico. But these relic images, which are authenticated 
copies in a sense of the original. Mary draws people to her where she is. And, and one of the joys and blessings of having the relic image in Bedford was when it was given the church in Bedford, it was to be given to everyone. So she has a permanent home in Bedford at the shrine, but this image is meant to go on pilgrimage. It's meant to go out. And therefore, it goes to churches, communities. It's been in schools. Um, I was involved when he was taken to a prison. Um, and that was an extraordinary thing, uh, to see this image brought into a, a prison, to see um, it, was, it was a woman's prison probably, to see women lying in the corridor, waving handkerchiefs, people drawn into the chapel, never been to the chapel before. Perhaps they came because they were inquisitive, but, but they stopped and looked. And I think that's perhaps one of the great miracles of today, where our world is just so frenetic, just so busy. Everyone I speak to is busy. There's things to do, work, hobbies, children, grandchildren. But somehow people just stop when, they, when they're confronted with this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I wonder whether that's part of her role today, whether from this image, Mary is saying to us, be still, be quiet, be calm. And, and I, think that's, I think that's the great joy, really, of this relic image. It is. It is. All right, Father Wayne, you stay here. When we get back, uh, let's talk a bit more about the role of a guardian and also a bit more about what to expect when coming to the shrine of the relic image of Our Lady Absolutely. of Guadalupe.
This is Just Life on Radio Maria. Today we have Father Wayne, who's the assistant priest of Our Lady of Walsingham in Corby and a guardian of the relic image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Father Wayne. Okay, so when we come to, when we pilgrimage to Bedford, to the Church of our the Holy Child and Saint Joseph, what can we expect? Do we do we need to do anything special? Is there a stamp for our pilgrimage passports? What can we expect? Yeah, so I think the, the sort of the, the mission of the, of this relic image is is several fold in a sense. So individual pilgrims come. Saint Joseph, the Church of the Holy Child and Saint Joseph is open most days during the light. So individual pilgrims come, and in a sense, they do their own thing. Um, and But other, other, other groups organize a pilgrimage. So groups would come, and they organize that through the, the shrine coordinator, who's a wonderful woman called Donna. Um, she is so, fabulous. She is wonderful, everyone. Donna, huge love to you. Absolutely. So um, they would organize, between them, they would organize a sort of a pilgrimage for the day. They would include... Uh, obviously mass, perhaps exposition, opportunity for confessions, and then the opportunity to venerate the relic image. So there's sort of, today is the big feast day mass, um, and so there'll be hopefully hundreds of people coming from, from across, across England, it seems. People travel huge distances for this mass. And then you've got individual pilgrims coming to, to say their own prayers, to leave their own petitions, and you've got everything in between, parish groups, little groups. There's there's no sort of formula in a sense. People come individually, they come as groups, they come as parishes, they come as schools. So if you come to the shrine, um, that's, that's one area of our work. Another area is where the relic image goes out into the community. Oh, what happens if it when she travels? So it's quite extraordinary because this relic image is handed over to the community. So in a sense, the guardians have responsibility, the image when it's at the shrine, but when it's handed over to parishes, there's a, there's a sort of short handing over ceremony. And we, we tell, tell that local community, in a sense, you are these, the temporary guardians whilst the image is with you. She's your responsibility. Um, she'll protect you and she, our Blessed Mother will pray for you. But whilst she's in your parish, she's your responsibility. So, so our, our lady arrives almost miraculously, but she comes uh, on a van uh, with a group of people who have packed up everything that's necessary, not just the relic image, not just the stand, but also repository and everything else that we associate with pilgrimage. And there's the short handing over ceremony, uh, and then a parish pilgrimage, there's often extended periods of Eucharistic adoration, opportunities for confession, the Holy Rosary, masses, school visits. Um, but all of that's done by a very small group of people. So the guardians of Lady of Guadalupe would love there to be more guardians. Oh, listen up, listeners. <laughs> this is this is a call out. What is Absolutely. it? What do you have to I mean, do you have to be a priest to be a guardian? Donna's not a no, priest. No, but no, 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 tell us no, about the no, qualifications. No, absolutely not. I think the only qualification that's necessary is to have a devotion to our lady. There are particular skills that certain guardians have. A lady called Barbara, for example, 
very good at minute taking, very good at sending out invitations. But that's her gift. That's her role. Uh, the, the gardeners need people to drive the bus, uh, help pack up the image, uh, help pack up the repository. But it, 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 almost the role could develop by who's volunteering. So if someone is very gifted in a particular area, the guardians will use that. Um, so, the, so the role, the, there's, a, there's a responsibility that comes with it. it. It shouldn't be too onerous. It should bring joy. It should bring that sense of, I'm doing this for our blessed mother, I'm doing this for the church. That, we're, that by being a guardian, you're part of something quite extraordinary. Mm. Uh, if you think about this relic image that we're taking around, handing over to parishes, to be a small part of that is an extraordinary thing. And it must be an extraordinary event for the parish to have. It's almost uh, like a little revival that Mary comes and then you've, you're really trying to get the whole parish to become more prayerful, to devote themselves and to really just spend some more time in the presence of Our Lady and in the presence of Our Lord. I think that's it. I think, it, yeah, I, I think that's a beautiful phrase, that sort of mini revival. Our Lady comes to, to offer encouragement. So Our Lady comes to sort of perhaps even shake us from our lethargy, you know, to sort of stir us up. Um, but what I do know is that when the image is in a parish, it, it, some, some parishioners find it very hard to let go of her. Oh. And you, there are times when you have to say, I'm really sorry, but we need to get back to Bedford because um, <laughs> people are in vast numbers. And that, you know, there, there would be smaller pilgrimages, but I think of one that I, one pilgrimage I knew well, where people just came in vast numbers. And, you know, Mary is the star of the new evangelization. And I think she works through other people telling others, oh, we, we have this image. And when that's sheer, you know, inquisitiveness, I've never seen it before, come with me. But people tend to tell other people. Perhaps they wouldn't say to someone, come to mass with me. But they might say, oh, you never guess what's coming to my church. Um, and because you can drop in, you can drop out, people perhaps feel freer to say, oh, this image is coming, come and have a look. Or we're praying the rosary for the sanctity of life. Mm. Uh, and, and, people come. And, and then they want something tangible to go away with. So they'll take prayer cards, hit uh, literature about the shrine. So it is... It's an extraordinary thing. You know, people come, they pour out their hearts in prayer, and they take something away with them. Um, yeah. So I'm sure the guardians would love hundreds of people to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Or it could just be you, my friend. It could just be you Absolutely. volunteering. What, what we can all do, perhaps, if I might say, is pray for the work of the guardians. Mm. Pray for God's blessing upon the shrine and all that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me give you guys, uh, our dear friends. Here is the website relic our lady of Guadalupe dot wordpress dot com. 
You can also find it on the website of the Holy Child and St. Joseph in Bedford. Also, this is where we're talking a lot about this shrine, but all shrines around England have guardians, have folks taking care of perhaps it's an outside statue, perhaps it's an outside area, but all of them have guardians. So this might be the Holy Spirit telling you, hey, your parish has a little grotto to Our Lady of Lords or your parish has uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel. Perhaps you, this is a call for you to become a guardian. Who knows? Absolutely. Who knows? Absolutely. I, I have a particular devotion uh, to Our Lady of Walsingham. Oh. And I'm sure the shrine at Walsingham would love people to volunteer there. Oh, yeah. And the other shrines too. So, yeah. There you go. Father Wayne, it has been such a pleasure having you on the radio, getting a behind the scenes hearing talk about what thank, many thank of us will be doing. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Before I let you go, though, I wouldn't be doing my job without asking you to please, please, could you give a prayer for over our listeners and any of those pilgrims traveling to Bedford today? So I thought we might use the collect that some of us have heard or will hear at Mass today. And in that, collect we collect together our own intentions our own hopes and aspirations for the future perhaps also sorrow perhaps also um disappointments but all those are collected together let us pray for god father of mercies who place your people under the singular protection of your son's most holy mother rather than all who invoke the blessed virgin of guadalupe may seek with ever more lively faith the progress of peoples in the ways of justice and of peace. For our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray, pray for, for us. St. Juan Diego, pray, pray for, for us. us.